0: morning, Wrestling Inc. It is me, the managing editor, Nick Hausman, back here for another episode of The Winkly and joined, as always, as I am, Thursdays at noon Eastern here on the Wrestling Inc. YouTube channel for the news discussion portion of the show. It's Justin Labar. Justin, welcome back to The Winkly. Good day, Mr. Hausman. Good day. Good day to you, Justin. Uh, what a wacky, wild time in the world of professional wrestling here. Uh, the past four days. I've been out on the road uh covering a lot of the uh the bigger events in the uh, in the world of professional wrestling, impact homecoming, all ins, uh, or not all in, AEW's rally, and of course SmackDown Live. Uh but Justin, uh, what have you been up to here the past couple of days? Catch me up. What is what's going on in the world of Justin Labar with professional wrestling right now? I know you've got some sweets available for for the rumble and things.
1: Sweets for the rumble. Uh, pretty soon we will uh release the announcement of uh, we have a, a sweet package for the entire mania weekend uh through my wonderful friends and sponsors at TicketKingOnline.com. So it'll be, not only can you sit in a suite at Royal Rumble, but then WrestleMania week, you can sit in a suite for Hall of Fame, for NXT, for Mania, for Raw. We're talking dead center to the ring, catered, food, drink, private bathroom, your own entrance to get in and out of the venue, no lines, hang out with me. It's a great time. So that, uh, the Mania um, suites will be released here shortly, the next couple weeks. weeks. Um, so yeah, I'm sitting back, getting ready for these big events. And then, uh, of course, watching uh, as the rest of the world, uh, Jacksonville, which was the, uh, center of the wrestling universe for Tuesday.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh let's just start there. Yeah. So I was at the AEW rally, uh, as media. And first of all, uh, the AEW rally was very media friendly. Uh, when I showed up and I showed up a little over an hour before the rally even started, there was already a couple hundred fans in line. And I wondered how chaotic this thing was going to be. Uh, they let me in early to take photos. They had a media section for everybody and I got, and it was cool because I got to be in the rally when it was like empty you know and i could see the stage and there were kind of you know i could confirm little tidbits about maybe who was there and take some photos and stuff but what was really cool was just getting to be in that in the inside of it and watch that line grow because there i, I mean it felt like a thousand fans that uh, formed a line before this thing even got in I, I did it did it play as big as it felt being there as it did on the live stream justin
1: well, the biggest problem, and I, I didn't want to be the guy. I didn't want to be that guy who's nitpicking, or, or be that guy who, oh, he's kissing WWE's ass. Of course, he's going to hate on a- AEW because everything I've said is about AEW is positive. I thought, I thought you, most everything came off really well. The one problem I had from a uh, from a, a viewer standpoint, they were feeding the music into the production. So if you go back and watch, if you go back and watch the live streams, rather than hearing the music ambiently play there on the PA system there. They fed it in, so they fed like an audio. They fed Jericho's music in, so therefore you're hearing this fed music. You couldn't hear the crowd, so there were many times where I see Pyro going off, I see Chris Jericho, I assume people are going nuts. I kind of see people going nuts, but I couldn't hear it. So that was the only real nitpick I had about the production um, and how they did things. And at first, at first I was um, watching the stream on Twitter, and I thought, well, I don't know. Their sources of how they're doing this. Let me go to a different platform. Maybe the audio is different. Yeah, not knowing, I, I do a lot of live streaming in my life. That that sometimes you're using different, you know, equipment and such. So I went over to I think YouTube. Same thing. I was like, okay, it's universal. <clears throat> that's the only nitpick. So if you're asking about the crowd, a little hard for me to tell. Pictures look like it was well attended. Couldn't tell as well as sound because of of some of the, you know, production things they were doing. But that's really the only nitpick I can I can give at it. Everything else came off like, okay, this is a real big legitimate deal. I like how they booked it. Kind of like a wrestling show, you know, kind of had like a little swerve at the end for the main event surprise. It was cool. I, I thought it was well done and to the point of you know, it seemed like they were being media friendly to you guys. I saw uh, yours and some other uh, people's photos from the media uh, hours in advance. And I thought to myself, you know, and then I saw the, you know, the scrums that they did afterwards. I said, this is good because, you know, right now, you know, you WWE's know, always WB's gotten better over the last couple of years of how they deal with the media and the line of communication. But there's always been a little bit of a critique about, you know, WWE likes the media when they when they need to like the media, right? Uh, the wrestling media. So I thought it was very good that AEW set a nice tone of, hey, we're gonna be as accommodating as we realistically can be.
0: Um, yeah, it, it was. You know, we I was one of the seven that stayed all the way to the very end, and uh, we will have audio here, uh, some snippets from some of the questions I got to ask Hangman Page, Cody, the Bucks. Uh, I had I got two minutes with Tony Khan. All that audio is going to be sprinkled here throughout the show. Uh, and I should also mention uh, you can only hear that audio, of course, if you're listening to the Winkly over on the Wrestling Inc. audio channel. So go subscribe. Also on the show here today, you're finally going to get the PCO interview that we've been teasing here for weeks, Justin. It's happening. The PCO interview will be yes. on. Here. Of course, him and, and Villain Enterprises will take on Silas Young and the Briscoes. Uh, this, I believe it's, well, this weekend on Reign Supreme. You can go to rohwrestling.com to find out more about that. Um, and we will also have a portion or maybe the entirety. I'll see how it goes right after this, uh, right after this weekly live recording here, I'm going to be jumping on um, to a uh, live press scrum with uh, women of wrestling's owner, Jeannie bus founder producer, Dave McLean from glow and Andrew Simon, the uh, fight uh, TV CEO. So a lot of questions that are going to be asked on that new Japan, AEW. Are you talking to Tony Khan? Jeannie bus is uh, also the owner of an NBA franchise. So, We'll have all that audio in here as well. Uh, but back to uh, AEW. Uh, so here are some of the notes. And, and by the way, Justin, it was really cool hearing you talk about what the live feed was like. Because that was a completely different experience about what I felt on the inside. Because there was real energy there. you know, And I was at All In in Chicago where there was 10,000 of the hardest of hardcore fans that just love these guys. And that energy rolled right over to the rally. Uh, I don't know... I don't want to say it was an underwhelming number of fans because there were a lot of fans. Um, it was just that they had a portion of the parking lot kind of filled up. Uh, I would have loved it if they kind of maybe opened it up and made it more of a C and whatever, but that's a, a little thing. Um, it was uh, it was very cool. And then, yeah, in the media area, I was right up front. I jumped up on a chair and we have some live footage of me interacting with the fans over on our our Facebook and Twitter. Great experience, but here's the notes. Coming out of the show. Uh, two shows announced. Double or Nothing is going to be in Vegas. They're going to do a, another show in Jacksonville. Uh, a large portion of the gate from the Double or Nothing show in Vegas will be donated to the victims of gun violence. Cool on them, especially, uh, you know, with uh, last year's Vegas shooting. Uh, nice on them to do that, especially right out of the gate. Um, here, who is Here's who signed following the rally. Uh, Cody, Brandy, the Bucks, Hangman Page, SCU, Britt Baker, Dr. Britt Baker, now confirmed. Pac, a.k.a. Neville, showed up to confront Hangman Page. We'll get to that here in a bit. Uh, Joey Janela was there. He laid out MJF, who is also there. He brought along with him Penelope Ford. Uh, they also announced that they'll be working with OWE, which is an outfit from China that does, like, uh, as they described it, Cirque du Soleil meets cruiserweight action. I've seen a little bit of it on YouTube. A uh, Very interesting style. I, I think you should go check that out. And, of course, the biggest get. Was Chris Jericho now? Wrestling Observer reporting: Kenny Omega is expected to sign with AEW at the end of the month when the contract expires with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Of course, he's already announced he's leaving that. Uh, Jericho has been moved to the alumni section and removed uh, from the Raw opener. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm going to get right to this, Justin, and then and then we can chat about it. But we, uh, I actually had a chance to chat about or chat with Hangman Page about Pac confronting him on stage and teasing a possible match, maybe for the Dragon Gate title, maybe. For the first ever AEW championship. We don't really know why, but there was a confrontation. So right now, we're going to play some audio for you guys listening to the podcast feed on iTunes. It's of Hangman Page responding to Pac. You had that confrontation with Pac here tonight. Uh... You know, what do you? What's your mindset going into this? Do you think you guys will be facing off in the near future? I mean, what what are your thoughts here on Pac?
2: Well, I took what what he said as a challenge. So if it's a challenge, I, I accept fully. I don't know if it's something that happens at uh, Double or Nothing, or something that happens down the line, or uh, you know, maybe what the the stipulations are, what what it might would mean. Although uh, it was strange, he came fully dressed in gear, <laughs> but, but didn't <laughs> want to fight something. about it. So I I don't know, but he, um, yeah, he interrupted. Uh, My speech, my moment, Um, my mind is set number one on uh, championship gold in this company. You know, I I have not had the chance to carry a championship um, and this company is going to be so special to me. I want to be the first champion. So that's number one on my mind, but um, he was an idiot enough to to interrupt
0: that thought, so he's maybe number two. And uh, also of note, Billy Gunn is going to serve as a backstage agent, and Joey Janela has been allowed to do uh, spring break, or will be allowed to do spring break, and Jericho is going to be allowed to do his cruise. Lot to digest there, Justin, uh, and we've uh, actually that's all of the notes coming out of it, to the best of my knowledge. Lot to digest. Uh, what were the biggest points for you coming out of the rally?
1: Well, I think obviously Chris Jericho, uh, number one. Um, not that he was a complete out of left field uh, surprise, but you know the fact that he is you know, signing some kind of long term some kind of commitment deal where um, you know this is the first time he's gonna be committed to another pro wrestling company in the United States that's not WWE um since nineteen ninety nine. So that's that's a big deal. Um, you know, Jericho obviously I thought it was interesting the you know the comments that, that were made um uh by Brandy by the, the the chief branding officer, you know, as she talked about um, you know, the the, the pay scale with women and um, you know, it, you know, it, that they're the trying to bring in quality there. I thought, I thought, I think when you start getting into things like that about the pay, and and I know there's, we'll talk about the you know, possibility of health insurance for uh, talent who also maybe serve uh, office, you know, employee kind of status. You know, I, I think that that's the kind of stuff that really, you know, it's one thing if you have a compelling product, but you know, when you really can start to change um, the, the, the requirements and expectations uh, of how pro wrestlers are going to be treated in the U.S. You know, and that's then going to force WWE to have to react. That's huge. You know, there's never going to be a union in pro wrestling. That'll never happen. But uh, if they could start to regulate even more and compete with uh, with 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 benefits and, and 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 taking care of their other guys and girls, that 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 might be the biggest news of it all long term.
0: Uh, yeah, and you know, what? I was going to wait to play uh, this portion of the audio later in the show, but I feel like this is a good transition. If you are listening at home for the podcast version right now, I'm going to play you. Uh, My two-minute interview I did with Tony Khan where I asked him on the spot about uh, possible negotiations with AEW and Kenny Omega and about whether wrestlers will be getting health insurance in AEW. So if you're a podcast listener, you're going to hear that right now. (laughs) Uh, hi, this is Nick House with Wrestling Inc. I'm here with Tony Khan. Tony, a uh, lot of questions coming out of today. Uh, first of all, Kenny Omega wasn't here. Are you guys talking with? Kenny? I can't.
2: Uh, I can't get into that. I'm not really going to get into uh, free agent performers and people we're talking to it. It's speculating. I think we had a great roster of people here and to have like uh, Chris Jericho, Pac, Cody, and the Young Bucks, Hangman Page, Elite, and have. Brandy, Britt Baker, Penelope—some top women's performers—and MJF was here too. Yeah, and uh, you got a so, stacked
0: roster. I'm just asking, you know.
2: Yeah, we have. But anyway, yeah, I'm really excited about the opportunities out there to build this franchise.
0: Uh, one more thing—you uh, guys talked about how you have been paying the wrestlers better. Uh, are they going to be getting health insurance? That was something a lot of people were wondering.
2: Uh, I was speculating again. Like, uh, I think uh, different people, depending on their level of responsibility in the company, will have different deals. And I think that there's a, a great opportunity for people to gain full-time employment in this company, not just as a wrestler but also in the office in the front office and I think there will be a lot of people uh, there were already a lot of people that were very integral in this production today and getting uh, all these people here and putting on uh, what I think uh, was an exciting uh, first night for us I I, like you know we already have a lot of people involved in that that uh, you know will definitely be taking really good care of uh, our employees and also a favorable schedule and I don't want to run down guys with too many dates and uh, too much time on the road I feel really uh, positive about uh what we're doing in terms of taking care of the guys and uh we have you know great management uh and the guys that you know are focused on it cody in the box they uh are very very hands-on with the talent and uh i'm sure that uh you know for, for us like uh, the kind of people we're bringing in um they're going to contribute the company in a number of ways and i think that yeah that there is a a, a package uh, a compensation package and a healthcare package uh that can be available
0: now, here's what was interesting about what Tony said. Now, Tony kind of beat around the bush there, did eventually say it looks like there will be some kind of healthcare compensation package. But throughout the throughout the event, you know, he got asked about it. Cody was asked about it. I feel like a, a couple of the talent were asked about it in different uh, iterations. And the needle kind of, the, the goalpost kind of kept moving a little bit. You know, it does kind of, it sounds like if you're an executive, if you're front office, you're an employee, you'll be getting some kind of health benefit package. If you're not that, as Cody mentioned uh, in the post-show scrum, if you get injured in the ring, they're going to take care of you. They'll take care of full rehab. Correct me if I'm wrong, though, Justin. That's like the same model that WWE already has in place. Correct? For the most part, uh,
1: I don't know what's written in black and white, but uh, from just from talent I talked to who have been injured, it seems it's become pretty regular that yeah, if you've been hurt in the ring, WWE is going to do um, do their best to t- t- to take care of, of your of your uh, surgery or whatever you need and then then the rehab that follows
0: yeah and so it it doesn't it to me didn't sound too different than the model that wwe has now in the same token you know cody was quick to point out we're going to pay the guys well we want to make sure they're taken care of that's a big thing we want to be doing differently here at aew brandy at the at the rally also noted that they're going to put a strong emphasis on the women's division the women are going to be paid the same as men uh, she was pressed about that a little bit on Twitter about what exactly that means. And she said that if you're an entry-level woman wrestler, you would be getting the same entry-level pay as a male wrestler, which is, uh, still a little, I guess, fluctuous. I guess there's some gray area how to define that. Uh, but what do you think, Justin, is that a step in the right direction? Is that the way, right way to be pushing this right now?
1: Well, absolutely. I mean, you know, you, you look at even just stepping outside of pro wrestling here, uh, uh, you know, obviously, with just the, the Me Too movement and just you know, there's just been such a such an emphasis coming uh, coming to light about you know, equal treatment for women, and that, that 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 can mean pay, that can mean um respect, you know, a whole litany of things. I'm not going go to go all down that wormhole. Wormhole, but yeah, I think it's I think it's I think it was worth uh, her mentioning. I thought it was good that she mentioned it. Um You know, uh, I, there's no bad PR that comes from that. So if if they truly are intending to stick to that promise of, of, of equality, then uh, absolutely. I thought it was wise for her to mention it.
0: Um, well, uh, so a couple more notes here coming out of the rally, uh, man, I looked at my run sheet a little bit different. We got even more coming out of this AEW rally. Uh, like I said, I did manage to get in on site before all the fans were let in and everything. And, uh, I got a couple bits of insight about, uh, the relationship with pro wrestling tees. Uh, it does sound like pro wrestling tees is gonna be serving as the exclusive merchandiser for AEW uh, at least for the time being, which is a, a big get for Pro Wrestling Tees. One of the big reasons I'm told they're going to continue to work with Pro Wrestling Tees, Pro Wrestling Tees has obviously found a way to not just uh, sell online. You can tell they have a wholesale distribution or retail distribution model in place as well. They know how to work with companies like Hot Topic. So it's it's not like you're just partnering with an online, an online retailer. The relationships that Pro Wrestling Tees has in the retail space, uh, obviously very appealing. So right now, Pro Wrestling Tees is the uh, exclusive merchandiser for AEW. To the point, Ryan Barkin, the owner of Pro Wrestling Tees, this is is awesome. So Tony Khan picks up the Bucks in Tokyo, right? And he calls up Ryan, and he's like, hey, Ryan, my private jet is going to be stopping in Chicago on the way to Jacksonville. Do you need a ride? And so Ryan Barkin got to fly with the Bucks and Tony Khan in the private jet, all the way to Jacksonville. I mean, the, the pro wrestling tease relationship. I can just confirm is, is very, very strong. Um, and uh, after that, let's see here. Uh, there were, of course, the the report or the video that came out as well of security at the WWE SmackDown event booting, uh, I guess, some fans for wearing AEW merchandise over throughout. This was a weird story to track, Justin, because there were like. People that said, I got turned away, but then later they were like, oh, it's cool. They like let them in. I heard stuff about how they weren't offered shirts. I asked around and talking to somebody close to the the actual SmackDown event, I was told it, it didn't sound like that was an actual directive given to security because uh, there were not AEW logos posted to all the security outlets, right? Like there wasn't something visible for the security people to check. Um, I don't know. What 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 did you hear about this story and, and fans getting turned away and what'd you think of it, Justin? Well, I you know you know,
1: when i when I heard about it, I, I was like, this kind of almost sounds like you know, they're there of course they're you know, every, these fans are coming from the rally, they're all charged up, you know, revolution, changes here, um, you know, maybe maybe a little bit of anti WWE even even though they're giving WWE their money going to SmackDown. You know, so it kinda of sounded like a story that I could see some fans drumming up or or, or taking something of it and, and exaggerating it just to perpetuate the, the the revolutionary uh you know tones that were in the air that day i i don't know i mean i i know wb has been asked before have asked fans before to turn things inside out or have given fans shirts to you know to cover up something i mean so i, I know that's part of WWE's practice they do that especially if you're going to be playing visible sight of the cameras if you're sitting in, in, in that that section um but but to think that vince and WWE would be I don't want to use, I guess, dumb, dumb enough to like, I just, I, I don't know. I, I It seemed a little bit too drummed up to me. I, I don't know.
0: Well, here here's what was weird, Justin. So I actually was at SmackDown as well, right? I went from the AEW rally and boot scoot and boogied over to SmackDown as, as quick as I could. um, And it was a very different environment. I mean, once I was in SmackDown, I didn't see a whole lot of AEW stuff the fans were very invested in what they were watching in the ring. I mean, you had that women's triple threat, the bar Usos. I mean, there was a lot there to kind of sink your teeth into, especially that very interactive Daniel Bryan segment to, to start the show off. So it, it was it, – it to me, it didn't feel like the crowd was going to try to AEW take over the show, and it didn't feel like they were also put off, that they were being repressed or anything like that. I mean, I just – did. I, I was – I was expecting kind of a hostile environment. I didn't get it, Justin. You know,
1: um, it was weird. Well, I thought it was, I think it was, um, I think it was your video uh, So that, that I saw when you asked Cody and Brandy about the reports as, as fans were entering. And I thought it was interesting, Cody's remarks uh, mm-hmm. somewhere in the answer. I don't know. I apologize if I'm screwing well, we, around here. I, I, uh, hate
0: but, I hate to cut you off. I'll play, it, I'll play it right now so they can hear it on the podcast stream and I'll let okay. you keep on here in just a second. So right now, if you're listening, here are the comments that Justin is referring to. Uh, Well, I don't know if you guys heard the reports, obviously we're signing, but there are fans that have been booted from SmackDown down the street for bringing in AEW shirts, posters. Seems like some of them may have gotten back in. Uh, I know, again, you probably haven't heard this, but what are your reactions to hearing reports like that? I mean, we like blew up the whole sky right, right across the street from their building. So I imagine that's... I don't know. I, honestly, I don't. I don't. You can't throw people if, if people if, part with their money to get I'm tickets. I'm happy if, if, you can't if turn they
1: go back in. I know that a, a procedure a lot of times
3: is if there's something that they can't show, you turn it inside out or you put it down. As long as
4: they comply, I hope they were able to stay and enjoy. Yeah,
0: the I bet. I bet you it's a, it's isolated. I can't see them going full court press, with no AEW merch inside. And if they did, that's a mistake
2: because Jacksonville for for WWE and the shows I've been is
0: been a soft market it's not a market that they've regularly sold out so if you have fans partying with their money you're an idiot to turn them away so all right justin i'll let you go back to where you were going sorry
1: yeah so i found it interesting that cody's saying there about
0: how jacksonville's not a traditionally
1: hot market for wwe um you know so i, I thought that was a, just, just to think about that and absorb that in many different ways and apply it to the conversation we're having here about you know what kind of crowd were you expecting and um you know it sounds like it sounds like jacksonville is kind of town that you know they just show up to wrestling if they want to show up and then they're not real i mean i, I don't know I, those comments just really stuck out to me that he he kind of um identified jacksonville the way he did um just noting that would not be wise would wb to do anything to compromise the existing audience they already have here or, wh- or whoever they have here
0: yeah man cody and brandy were smooth assassins on that question and it was it was it was fun and also a little weird to ask it because as you heard me in the tape say you know they were they were signing autographs while that story was breaking so i was literally probably the first person to tell them about it and to their credit also is another note from the AEW rally they signed uh, everyone there uh, except jericho was in a signing line they signed uh posters for every single fan that came out to the rally they were only going to do like 100 or so and they wound up waiting till well on till later to, to make sure every fan left with the, something signed so good on them um so, uh, yeah, it, it was interesting, and, uh, you know, we'll follow that story. It's going to be a weird time. I'd be interested to see if AEW does more pre-WWE show stuff. We'll see. Um, two more notes here coming out of the AEW rally. Uh, Wrestling Observer did report that there are currently WWE talented, talents interested in jumping to AEW. It's wait and see. Obviously, they're still under contract. Um, but, you know, last week we chatted about, I tried to put you on the spot, who are some names that you could see possibly jumping. There was some teases this week from guys that were kind of playing with the fans who knows from WWE. Um, but Ty Dillinger is a name that jumped out to me as a guy who was kind of messing around. Zach Ryder has been doing a lot of it too. Those are guys that I could see, uh, you know, they've, they they had almost pin Ray on SmackDown last night. They're getting behind Mustafa Ali. They're reheating Finn Balor back up. The club's getting a little bit more time, but those guys seem to still be falling between the cracks and I could see them being valuable additions to AEW you know if that's where they decided they wanted to go you know
1: yeah you know aew coming into play here again and i i i said this on my podcast uh, and i'll say it here and then i encourage people to go to my podcast and hear the, the full-length explanation but you know i mean again you know not until we not until we know the distribution can we truly definitively say aew is going to be the most legitimate competition to wb but it seems like that's going to be the case and that changes the leverage that changes the status quo because you know before if you're in WWE um you know you're you're gonna mind yourself to an extent because you know if they decide to boot you you know all right so there's impact or ring of honor I mean there's options but you know know, where where are the shortcomings going to be is it money is it is whatever the case may be but you know if AEW is going to truly have the 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 the, the pay uh comparable to WWE um the 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 health comparable to WWE the merchandise merchandising and making getting money off of your merch comparable um Maybe a better travel schedule, maybe a better TV schedule. It's not as brutal. All of a sudden, if you're a, a Zach Ryder, a Ty Dillinger, you're kind of going, "Well, hell, what do I have to lose here?" You know, I speak my mind. Either, either, either I, I either, Vince starts to use me, or I got an option over here. You
0: know? Yeah, uh, will be a very exciting year, you know. And they, I think they have, I, I think I counted uh, maybe like twelve or thirteen talents they've announced. And if you throw in OWE, which sounds like it's going to be a bit of their cruiserweight division. You know they've got about 20, 20 guys, a couple girls in the mix now. There's certainly room to flush out that roster. Uh, lastly, here coming out of the AEW rally. Well, two things. First of all, Billy Gunn will be served. I think I may have mentioned this. I don't know. Billy Gunn will be serving as a backstage agent, but also start. Okay, I knew you wanted to comment on this. I, I got another. No, the- it's- yeah, it's well,
1: great. Well, no, that's great for. That's great. The Billy Gunn to have him uh, to have him there contributing to stories, contributing to matches. That's huge. He's he's a he's a good guy. He's a good mind. Uh, I don't know too many people that don't respect them. So, I mean, you know, that's...
0: Dude, I'm I'm a thousand percent with you. I It, it was funny. I used to do shows uh, before the Outlines did their WWE return. You know, they were doing the indies and stuff when they were, you know, still physically fairly in their prime. And uh, I remember talking with Road Dogg when you know, I was managing some guys against their tag team. And we're put together, you know, the match and everything. And he's like, you know, the nice thing about our act me and me and billy is i just do all the talking because he's the one who actually knows how to wrestle and put together entertaining wrestling matches and i i never forgot that you know of course road dog has moved into an agent position but billy gun you're right man he is he's about as sharp as anybody you know um, in, the, in the
1: summer of 2011 i followed those guys around and, and produced and it, it was in digital for a while and, and there's some hard copies a, a documentary about them and that was fascinating to be around them and and they, they were they were clean at this point they, they were so, you know, celebrating a you know a year or two in the, of of sobriety and had their head on straight. They're really focused again to just kind of get back to doing what they love. Uh, did uh, did a pre show or did a post show in Chicago, in fact, with Billy Gunn um, for another outlet. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've got to spend a lot of time around those guys, and they're just they're two great minds, they're just two legitimately good guys, just good guys. So like, I'm happy to see you know Billy obviously had a, had a run working on the PC, working with WWE and NXT, not there anymore. I'm happy that AEW is
0: scooping up. Can I tell you a funny Billy Gunn backstage story while we're talking Billy Gunn? So me and my buddy, Ruff Crossing, uh, shout out to Ruff, if if any of you are familiar with him here in in the Midwest. But Ruff and I, um, really good friends backstage, we created this game called Do We Have Heat? And the way it worked was you would walk up to the most famous wrestler in the locker room that you didn't know and ask them, do we have heat? and see how they reacted since they had no idea who you were i uh i played this only a few times because it got some very interesting reactions but my favorite was i w- so i did not know billy Gunn really that well and uh i i go rough i'm gonna do it i'm gonna ask it to billy so i walked over to billy and i go uh it's, excuse me uh billy and he's like tying up his boots getting ready to like go out i go billy um do we have heat? And he looks at me, just confused as all hell, right? And he looks over my shoulder, and I think my buddy Rick, Rough, is just losing it, just cracking up. And then he looks at me, and he goes, man, if I had heat with you, I'd beat you so hard with my right hand till I couldn't use it no more. Then I'd start beating you with my left hand till I couldn't. And when both my hands were done beat, I'd start beating you with my right foot, then I start beating you with the left and uh, it was really funny, and I couldn't keep it together and we both just like burst out laughing. but it's it was that moment there. we got heat that's just so confusing, but he had the best response of anybody uh, anyway.
1: i like so. I like the uh, I like the southern twang you really emphasized on his uh, voice there.
0: <laughs> well, I mean in, in my head, that's how I remember it is that's how his voice was. he was I remember he's he planted the words very directly, <laughs> so anyway. Uh, last announcement here coming out of uh, the uh, All Elite Wrestling rally, uh, Starcast Two has been formally announced. Uh, they're going to be teaming with Conrad Thompson again. Very exciting. Uh, I've uh, got to chat a little bit with Conrad uh, after the event, and uh, you know, knock on wood, Raj, if you're listening, uh, it sounds like we'll be on site to to cover that in the next uh, uh, the double or nothing with AEW as well. So very exciting. Uh, Starcast Two was a huge success. I got to, I was fortunate to, get to to be a little part of it. And uh, you know, good on them. I hope Conrad doesn't lose his mind. I know he almost had like a mental breakdown putting the last one together.
1: He's a busy guy. You know, I I hosted one of the, something to wrestle with events here in Pittsburgh uh, back in the summer with him and Bruce. And um, uh, you know, Conrad's I mean, you know, we're all busy. We all hustle, but that man needs, there's not enough hours in the day for him.
0: Yeah, man catch the rate catch the wave ride the ride you know a uh, good for him i you know it was funny because i walked in and i saw him and i was like what's conrad doing and they're like he's hosting with alex marvez from sirius and you know something i didn't get to bring up you know there's so many questions you know i wanted to ask and you know maybe we'll i'll get tony or you know whoever cody for an interview here but uh the commentary team right who are going to be the commentators for aw um you know alex marvez conrad thompson interesting team i don't know how conrad would do on commentary but two interesting personalities there Uh, I also know that Chris Harrington for you guys uh, that know Chris from Twitter and and elsewhere. uh, Chris Harrington is a part of AEW. He was in a very nice suit walking around. Uh, I couldn't get from him exactly what his position was, but Cody said he's the guy that understands the money. And I remember Chris saying to me, I'll be handling spreadsheets. So I guess we'll find out what, what more uh, Chris's position is backstage. Lastly, we can't jump completely off AEW since Billy's going to be a part of AEW as a producer. Sean Waltman interviewed t- Tony Khan yesterday. Did you see that? Yes, I yeah. didn't did
1: see the I didn't see the interview. But I saw that I saw that Pac had ex Pac had uh, Tony on
0: yeah. yeah, man. I mean, if they're gonna pick up Billy as a producer or as an agent, I mean, Sean's a more than capable mind as well. I don't, I don't really know where he falls into the kind of like Billy. It's like I don't really know where he falls in the WWE landscape right now. But he's another mind. I think would be great in the mix. Hell, I you know under the right circumstances, maybe even wrestle.
1: I think it would just depend on the schedule. I I know you, you know, you, you, I think you talk to Sean more than I do these days, but I, I, he seems like he's kind of a, this is just my guess. If I'm wrong, or Sean, if you listen, if I'm wrong, he seems like he's kind of like a, he, he's kind of a comfortable homebody. He kind of likes to be, that's what, again, I don't know if, I, I don't know what he want to do. I don't know what kind of travel AEW's going to have. I, I don't know if he'd want to do any kind of road commitment. I, I don't know. I'm just, well, just,
4: not, just the, guessing
1: here.
0: It's a great segue, though, because, you know, they only have, what, two shows announced here for a nine-month period? You know, these guys, it's not like they've announced a tour schedule or TV tapings or anything. And, you know, again, Cody was quick to point out, we didn't fire off every shot here. We had to keep a couple things in our back pocket to, to, get, to keep people guessing. But Joey Janela, he's going to still be working with GCW, right? He's doing Joey Janela's spring break, I guess, WrestleMania weekend. Um, you know, Chris Jericho's going to be able to do his cruise. From what I gather, um, you know, largely these guys are going to, Be allowed to keep their independent bookings uh, while under AAW contracts, at at least for the time being. I don't know if you've kind of heard the same or not. Well, I'm
1: not sure. I kind of I'm kind of curious how that's going to go because that goes back to this. uh, That goes back to the, um, you know, I mean, look, that goes back to the whole thing about getting hurt in the ring. I mean, it's one thing to be friendly and okay, let Jericho still do a cruise, let Joey still do a spring break, but at some point you have to draw a line of exclusivity. One just to make it make your brand feel as powerful as it needs to be, which is the only place you can really see these guys predominantly is here, but also you don't want them going out, getting hurt elsewhere. And all of a sudden now you don't have them. And, you know, if they get hurt elsewhere, are you paying for that? You know, like, so, you know, there, there has to be some outline of exclusivity uh, within reason. I mean, that's, you know, so we'll see. I mean, but I, I would imagine, I would guess just, you know, if they have TV, they wouldn't start to the fall. I would think, you know, I don't know. Just me.
0: Yeah, no, and it, you know I I've seen you tweet about it TNT TNT TBS they've moved more in a sports direction again uh, these days. Obviously, they have a history of success with pro wrestling. I don't know if they'd go back to that well or not. But Tuesday Night Dynamite—that's the trademark that a that uh, the cons have for all elite wrestling. That's the TV show. Sounds like a great name uh, for all elite wrestling. And also at the same time, this was like a weird. <laughs> this is weird how uh, another thing uh, on the back and we used to do 120 sports. Remember um uh it's turned I into do. stadium uh which is Damn an outlet in, in chicago they do great work by the way please bring justin and i back if you'd like um but uh the Bleach report live which is very similar to what summit does Bleach report live is the uh basically the app version uh, of tnt and, and tbs sports correct mm-hmm. yeah. and they have been working to get licensed for a lot of very specific uh, sports outlets uh weirdly one of them was that I worked for was the World Arm Wrestling League. Like they want to have a hand in all of these niches. So World Arm Wrestling League is available on the Bleacher Report app alongside NBA and all that. If they were looking to partner with a wrestling, a pro wrestling outfit to fill that void in the Bleacher Report live section and maybe even give them TV time on on a TNT, you know, it, it it doesn't make... I mean, it makes a lot of sense to me. You know, I don't see a reason they wouldn't go for it, you know? That would be interesting. You know, I, I I worked
1: for Bleacher Report for several years and had a really good experience there. And one of the things that kind of started at the beginning and the end for me, I left, you know, within, I guess, probably six months after they uh, were acquired by Turner, left of my own choice, because I started, from my vantage point, started sensing that, like, all right, they like the page views and clicks that WWE provided them, uh, Bleacher Report that is. But they didn't seem real interested turner didn't see at the time seem interested in having it in their plan of like investing more in us and in that in, the, in that section of the site so I ended up moving on so that's interesting if, if now when I mean, that was I don't know, five years ago probably it'd be interesting now if that's if if they've spun around and and are going to get involved in that but that would be that'd be something I it's so funny I remember you doing the world the, the arm wrestling class I haven't thought about that until you just said that it's a blast from the past
0: yeah, man. Well, I'm still friendly with the world arm wrestling guys. Who knows? 2019's new adventures. I'm I'm a big fan of the arm wrestling. It's over the top. Um, but they could uh, you know, it, you know, they could very easily pick up a pro wrestling product. I know they're interested in, in picking up these these franchises and things like that. Uh, last 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 thing here coming out of the AEW stuff. Uh, New Japan ROH. Uh, I have heard rumblings that following the Madison Square Garden show, we could see a shift. Uh in the landscape here with New Japan's relationship. Uh, I don't want to speculate too hard because I haven't heard literally, I've heard from mo- again multiple people. I was on site, I was talking to a lot of people. You hear a lot of things. Some of the stuff here on the show I've said with confidence. This was one of those things I'm saying, like, it's day to day. This is still a work in progress. We're still kind of making decisions here on the fly. But you know, there could be a shift here for New Japan. To a relationship with AEW, or maybe AEW doesn't partner with either. Maybe New Japan ROH roll through 2019. Rumbling's uh, in your ear. What are you hearing? How do you feel about what the relationship is like for these three companies in 2019? T- to me, I think it's
1: inevitable they're going to work together in some capacity. I think I think a partnership is 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 kind of inevitable, and it would behoove all three of them not to try to play nice and 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 and, and offer in some some resources to each other.
0: Yeah. We'll see. You know, this just, it's like the cons have so much money and the promotions they're working, OWE, GCW, Dragon's Gate, no offense, all great promotions, but, but smaller promotions, they're letting their guys kind of fill in the blanks with, are they going to be willing to, to partner with another promotion like that? It does. I know everyone's saying, Oh, we got to play together. And, and, you know, you get, that's the way to get attention and everything, but you know, they've proven that they're a draw in and of themselves. If this thing really catches fire and, you know, ticket sales are flying merchandise is flying, talents. Banging down their door to be a part of it, I don't. I, again, I, I, for me, I just I don't know. Well, I don't... If 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 it gets to that point, I mean,
1: right now, they right now, I mean, other I mean, you know, obviously, All In was a huge success, you know. But you know, right now, they don't. Right now, they haven't done any of that, you know. So I think it's I think it's wise for them off the ground floor here to play nice with everybody. Don't come in here and be the the new kid on the block who's not going to play with anybody and wants to be a douche essentially. Right. But you know, if, if if we're talking a year, two years down the road they're just untouchable with, with what they're doing business-wise. Well, yeah, then status quo changes, leverage changes. They now have the ability to be a little bit more uh, in the driver's seat of things and maybe, you know, you pull back on how much partnership they want to do. But I think off the ground floor, I think it would be wise.
0: All right. Well, I, again, I'm, I'm betwixt on it, you know, and um, I don't know enough about, you know, I'll ask Chris Harrington, what are those spreadsheets look like? You tell me. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm just betwixt on it. I could see it. See it going either way. Uh, all right, we got we got less than half an hour here to get through the rest of the news. Uh, actually, less than twenty. If we can, I got to jump over to this Women of Wrestling uh, call, which will be included here on the show uh, for you listening on iTunes. Uh, Raw and SmackDown notes. Uh, there was the Mean Gene Memorial segment on Raw, of course, with Hulk Hogan. Uh, universally, uh, it seemed to have been very well embraced. I mean, if you know, t- say what you will about the circumstances, people really seemed to have enjoyed this it was the right circumstances. I think here for Hulk, it wasn't too long. It was kind of brief on Hulk's part, the very wonderful video package that was played going into it. I don't, I mean, you know, again, what Hulk is a personality on its own. I was kind of watching different folks in the crowd for how they react. Uh, But it does seem to have, you know, been universally brought back. I don't know how you, I don't know how Hulk would be received a, a second time in WWE, not under these circumstances, but uh, Justin, what was, how how did you think that the Hulk Mean Gene memorial segment came across?
1: I thought it was one of, uh, obviously, it was, it, it, it's sad, losing Gene, but I thought it was one of the best segments of the night. Agreed. I thought it was well done. Yeah, I thought short and sweet, or as short as Hulk is going to be. Um, yeah, I thought it was good. You know, I, I liked the, I liked him wearing the throwback shirt of the Genomania. Was cool.
0: Yeah, it's weird because I don't want to get into like the demerits of whatever, bringing Hulk back under these circumstances, because I know Gene would have liked it. People seem to have liked it. So when Hulk's back under uh, different circumstances in WWE, I think that will be a very different conversation. I think this is kind of, if anything, maybe a little bit of a bubble moment. Um, there was also the awkward Brock and Braun segment that took place that was universally. And <laughs> Justin, I see you shaking your head here. But th- I mean, it's just like shoveling money into the fire. I feel like I don't know. It's so bizarre.
1: Uh, I, that, you know, that might've been one of the worst segments I've ever seen. <sighs> I mean, and, and I, and I've watched a lot and I'm a, mind you, I'm a huge fan of the attraction that is Brock Lesnar. Uh, I'm a huge Braun Strowman fan. I, I, I'm watching this and I was like, just make it stop. You know, they would have been better off sitting those guys down, doing pre-takes, putting together the, the UFC type hype packages they do where, you know, Heyman says some buzzwords You know, Brock cusses a lot, and they beep it out. They would have just been better off doing that to to build to this match because that whole segment just felt like they were completely uh, handcuffed with limitations, whether it be we don't want to give away too much, whether it be Braun's not physically cleared yet. Whatever it was, it was a steaming pile of donkey do. It was bad.
0: Yeah, man, and it's crazy because, you know, over on the SmackDown side of it, Becky Lynch wins that triple threat. You're going to get Becky Asuka. And people are, like, way into that. And it's crazy to think that 2019 right now, the, the WWE universe is hotter for Becky Lynch than Brock Lesnar, of all people. And I don't get this. I don't get the attitude from Brock of I don't care. I don't want to be here. It, it, it downplays the product. It makes him seem uninterested. I think it allows chances, uh, fans, it gives them an excuse to tune out. I don't get it, man. I don't know what they're going to do here to, to reheat this thing up going into the Rumble. And they should have never turned Braun heel. I never got why they did that, but time for a first. <clears throat> yeah,
1: yeah, I mean they should they should never turn Braun heel. I mean, hey, do we all remember back when they were teasing that Brock and Heyman were going to split up? I mean, like there's just a lot of bizarre stuff in the last six eight months with with that, with all those stories there. Uh,
0: well, uh, let's jump over here to Impact Wrestling. Uh, I was uh, on the road as well. I was at the Impact TV tapings. I was also at Impact Homecoming. Uh, I want to thank Impact. They uh, allowed us to cover uh, not just as press, but they allowed us. They opened up the doors to let us cover the VIP event, which had an exclusive interview with ed nordholm we have a lot of uh, written highlights up from ed's discussion about pursuit and kind of back down from the idea that uh they were going to get too too sexually edgy they didn't want to go back to the attitude era um but it was a great experience and uh, on a personal note i got to sit front row and watch homecoming uh right next to the winner of survivor nick wilson and i am a giant survivor fan and it was i mean you know for me personally what a wild experience to be in the asylum in Nashville, watching pro wrestling mm. to somebody that I've been watching on TV uh, with John Morrison, Johnny impact right there. Very cool. So uh, with that, here's the impact beer you coming. You, of- you are the type that would go live on an Island for oh, man. contest.
1: Anything to get off social media for like 40 days would be just great right now. No, anything for you to grow a beard. That would be ridiculous by the time it was all over.
0: Oh sure. And I could hide like my, Oh, that'd be great. I should have the beard because when I find uh, the immunity idols, that I can like hide them in my beard, right? I always you don't have to tuck them in my crotch. I haven't, I haven't watched Survivor since season two, dude. You got to go back and at least watch the Johnny season. It's it's wild to just see like John Morrison competing on Survivor and doing it, and, like being out in the rain and everything. It's does he fun. like
1: park? Does he like parkay through the island?
0: No. Well, I I interviewed him about this, and now we're going off the we're going off the rails. I got to get back on the rails here in just a second. But I interviewed, him, and he told me he specifically downplayed his physical strengths and challenges and stuff, so people wouldn't see him as too much of a threat. And I, and I was sitting next to, to not just Nick, but Davey, who was also on the show and made it very close to the finals. And I said that to Davy and Davy's like, well, he failed. We all, we all knew he was his best <laughs> from the moment we saw him. Anyway, uh, Brian Cage, by the way, very forceful push to Davy Beer flew everywhere. I got very wet. Uh, but I re- I know that I've heard from fans that some of the finishes at homecoming didn't look great. It's different when you're watching on camera. To the live crowd, That show flowed. That I I I, but I also didn't see the table spot with Abyss and Eli Drake where Abyss nearly died. Um, but uh, because that was on the other side of the ring. But live that that show really flowed well for the crowd. Um, Impact has announced they're going to simulcast their show on Pursuit, their new network, and Twitch. Awesome move. Yes, if you have the internet, you've got Impact Wrestling. This for me is the grand experiment. Right? How successful can a wrestling promotion, a major? brand in this country be when their biggest part of their audience is going to be the internet
1: right yeah it's wise i mean especially because i think a lot of people were kind of scratching their heads with pursuit at least i was uh mm-hmm. where, where it was on the dial so yeah this is good to know this is certainly uh, type the type of uh, testing proof of concept that i'm sure AEW will be, will be watching
0: yeah you know other than nxt and all the other stuff on the network this is the first destination weekly show a major promotion is going to be doing and using it, this is like putting raw on the WWE network for them. So fascinated to see how this plays out. Uh, I can tell you, having been at the tapings, they were very good. A lot of great action. A lot of great action at the tapings, um, but uh, they did have a power outage at one point. They managed to get the power back up. That kind of killed the buzz of the TV taping uh, flow for the live crowd a bit. Once they got back on the the, the trail or back on tracks, it, it was very good. Um, we did see Scarlett Boudot announced she was going to be announced who she's managing in the weeks or next week or whatever on impact. Scott Steiner was a part of the tapings. There was like a strip tease with Scarlett and Scott Steiner. It was edgy, sexy, not quite attitude era. In my opinion. Um, I mentioned earlier Ed Nordholm did the live conversation with the VIPs, I guess right after that PW insider reporting, he went backstage gave a very optimistic speech to the roster said, they're not looking to sell the company, uh, regardless of the reports that were out there. Um, and uh, Scott Steiner apparently was brought in for the Impact Tapings to pop the debut on Pursuit. Also, Rich Swan uh, won the X Division title. I have here in my notes to go over the CM Punk uh, Cabana lawsuit update. Uh, CM Punk has moved to have the latest lawsuit from Cabana. Cabana is looking to recoup legal fees from, of course, their uh, battle with Dr. Amman, uh, which happened last year. I covered that in depth. I wish I had more time right now to talk about it. Uh, maybe next week I'll dive back into this. I do think this is really fascinating what is happening here between those two. Uh, very sorry to see this happening. We have a full report on an update uh, between these two over on wrestling. Inc. I encourage you to go check that out. It was weird for me though, Justin, because when I was at SmackDown, I got to be front row towards the end. We kind of slowly moved up a little bit because we were on the floor. And I was at one point sitting directly behind Dr. Aman, who I covered in court, like losing to Punk and Cabana. And I almost wanted to be like, Hey, Remember, remember me? Remember, <laughs> remember the good days when we were in court together? I, it's just weird. I didn't think that was right to do. You know, we, we could go down this when we have more time, but yeah, obviously,
1: that whole dynamic of uh punk and colt now uh, at odds end with each other that play is interesting. You know, everybody's everybody, you know, colt's a guy who's such a you know, such a such a draw, you know, progress, he has such a connection with progress and Tees. you know, he's you know, he's such a good draw. You go, oh, well, maybe is there a place for him at AEW? But if you have Colt Cabana, at AEW, doesn't that like? cut off any chance of getting the golden goose that everybody's asking is can you get CM Punk so that's just a little weird dynamic to think about
0: it's it you're correct I don't know what Cabana's ROH status is either because he's a commentator and and he may be still under ROH contract for who knows how long you know um but I thought the same thing right if you're AEW I I don't think you can get both I don't see these guys coexisting in a locker room very harmoniously um but man I, I tweeted the other day without Colt Cabana and the work he did to get pro wrestling tees up and running to make podcasts and really just viral content from wrestlers profitable without Colt Cabana, there is no AEW. In my opinion, he paved the way for these guys to do it. And he he should, in my opinion, if he wants to be there, have a spot in AEW. And if it, it was one or the other, I, I give, I give the ball to, to Cabana in this situation, personal call. Um. Anyway, uh, another name up, up for grabs here, Kushida, Has announced he's leaving New Japan Pro Wrestling. Huge story. I wish I had time to have Jesse Collins on this week as well. Uh, Maybe dive into that. But, yeah, man, a uh, a staple in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Huge loss. I loved his entrance at at Wrestle Kingdom. Um, I know he's going to take on Tanahashi here in his last appearance. But, Kushida, NXT, WWE, AEW, what do you think?
1: Uh, I mean, I I know I've heard NXT for him. But, again, I've said in the past, if you're – if you're from New Japan, I mean, other than AJ Styles, I mean, what what is it about? I mean, what 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 is the real attraction right now going to? Asuka.
0: Asuka. She did well. Yeah. She-
1: yeah, I don't know. I just – I think he'll probably go to NXT, but, you know, there's a lot of – I don't know. A lot a lot of bad track records. A, a lot more bad than there is good.
0: Well, he's the only one because Kenny, it does sound like it's going to go to AEW, and of all the talent, I mean, Naito turned him down. Kushida, I guess, is the one that they made the play for, and it, it maybe – Maybe got. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, Rusty Observer reporting that Piper Nevin, uh, who was in uh, the May Young Classic, is reportedly signing with WWE soon. And last but not least, for the news of the week, before we throw to interviews, Priscilla Kelly shoved a tampon and another girl's mouth at uh, the December 30th Suburban Fight Pro Wrestling Show in LA and, uh, goddamn broke the internet, Justin. Now, everybody seems to, it's like, uh, uh, it's like, uh, I was going to say a, a curse word. Like it's like, a, it's like a holes, right? <laughs> I started it and backtracked. It's like an a-hole. Everyone's got one, an opinion. What is your take on the, I'll, I'll give mine, but what's your, what's your take on Priscilla Kelly in the tampon spot?
1: Um, I understand as an adults only show, I, I, I'm always usually the one that's always screaming to people, stop taking things so seriously, stop being a snowflake, stop being whatever. But I will say not that I like, not that I'd ever blacklist her or, or like I'm never going to take her seriously, but that is one of those stunts where it's like,
2: oh, like,
1: we we already get ragged on so hard being pro wrestling, and, you know, it, it is one of those stunts. Doesn't, it doesn't, there's there's no way, there's no PR way to, to spin it around. I You know, I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to blacklist her creativity or, or damn her creativity creativity of doing it, but, uh, yeah, it, it's one of those stunts that's hard to, it's, you don't want anybody else to walk in the room when, when it's happening.
0: I loved it. I really thought it would. I mean, look, here's the thing. I am I was a Chicago comedian long before I was uh, a pro wrestling personality, and I've done a lot of adults-only only, late-night improv comedy shows. I uh, used to get paid for a living to do them uh, for a certain time there. And, you know, when you're in that environment, you do raunchy blue comedy stuff. You're allowed to do that. The shackles as a performer are taken off to you. I ask myself, if I was doing an improv scene for an adults-only show and we were trying to push the levels, would I play a woman who took a tampon out and tried to shove it into another woman's mouth in like a trailer park fight? I mean, sure, I'd be pantomiming it and doing all that. But, yeah, I may have actually seen female improvisers in Chicago do that exact same scene. You are allowed to do that in that environment. You are free to do that in that environment. You are you – are, these people who come into that show, they fully know exactly what they are getting into. They are going to a blue show. Now, for a fan to record it and put it out of the public sphere and allow it to be judged right alongside uh, a Squ- SpongeBob SquarePants meme, you know, it's uh, it's obviously in a different context there. But for what it was and where it was done, I have no issue with it. It generated a lot of interest. Maybe it shouldn't have been dropped on social media because, or maybe it should have had a warning label put at the top of it. You are about to see graphic content but as for what it was, I have no issue with it. None. Whatsoever.
1: I'll, I'll give her this. She's more famous than she was last week.
0: Yeah. And she's carried herself with grace after this. And I, I think that she's, you know, generated interest and, you know, again, <laughs> I did worked. like
1: her. I did like her tweet about equality. If you saw that tweet.
0: Yeah. You know, look, you know, I go to death matches. I'm hosting, by the way, the GCW party bus, from Reggie's Rock Club here in Chicago out to Summit, Illinois, for GCW's 400 Degrees Uh, this Saturday featuring Nick Gage and Joey Janella. And guess what? I'm going to watch a lot of dudes bleed out of parts that, you know, ain't between their legs, but I'm going to go watch some dudes bleed and fall in glass, and there's, you know, GCW, look, they're working with AEW. There is a market for that. People seem to understand that in this day and age. They don't seem to think that the same does happen. Women bleed differently. You know, she worked it into a bit. She tried it out. To some degree, it worked. To some degree, it didn't, but she was performing in an environment where that's acceptable. You know, it was put out into a public sphere where you can look at. Look, if you're if you're real tight and you're nervous about menstruation or whatever, yeah, you probably didn't like it, right? It wasn't your cup of tea. But again, the context in which she did it, I thought was totally acceptable, and i i I thought it was I thought it was great. I would have done it on an improv stage, hundred percent. I want to get Glenn on the show. I want to know what Glenn thought. Oh, good. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, all right. Uh, that that well, right- no,
1: because Glenn always stands up for women's rights. I'm curious where he is on the, on the on the fence with this.
0: Sure. Uh, I uh, yeah, I have I have no idea. I'll, I just I'll tweet, my- I'll
1: tweet him. I'll tweet him and ask him.
0: Thanks. Well, while is tweeting here, he's going to come back briefly at the end of the show to wrap it up with me. But right now, let's throw it up to some interviews. Uh, I do have a brief clip here with the young bucks where I asked him about the future of being the elite. So we'll play that. After that, you're going to hear my interview with PCO. Finally, again, him and Villain Enterprises taking on Silas Young and the Briscoes this weekend at Honor Reign Supreme. And uh, we are also going to play some, if not all, of the uh, media call from the Women of Wrestling uh, today featuring the owner, Jeannie Buss, David McClain, the founder of GLOW, and uh, the producer for WOW, and Access TV Fight CEO, Andrew Simon. So enjoy that. We'll be back here at the end of the show. here.
2: Uh-huh.
0: What does this mean for the future of being the elite? Is it going to keep going? I mean, I mean, of course, right? <laughs> like, I, I uh, mean, the, the plan is to keep it going. Yeah, um, for now, it'll it might be tough going weekly because. We're not going to be on the road every single day right. <laughs> of right. our lives. It may become more so, of like uh, a documentary series, yeah. too, right? Again. But we're, we'll
1: we're still going to keep going. But the
0: plan is, I mean, that's our platform. That's the biggest thing right here. Everybody watches it every week. It's I hope time. we can do it every week. Yeah, uh, I mean, it may be The plan is to, but, yeah. yeah but uh, We'll get creative. We'll figure it if out. If <laughs> we can't do it weekly, we're going to have to tell our fans to be a little bit patient with yeah. us. The show's not going to go away, though, yeah. anytime soon. At this time, I am very honored to welcome the newest member of the ring of honor roster a member of villain enterprises you know him by three letters it is p c o pco welcome to the winkley
3: hey how are you Nick
0: i'm good you sound tired man i hate to call that out this has been like a roller
3: coaster for you <laughs> no i'm not i'm not tired i'm just like uh uh i'm just getting ready to to uh, go to uh, pick up my daughter at school so i'm just you know i've been through so much uh emotions you know last weekend so i guess it's just uh normal you know uh roller coaster Everything was high, very high up, you know, in the roof. And then it's just like now everything's been back to normal. So, uh, just, you know, getting ready and preparing for the next big TV tapings and the next loop and everything. So, it's just uh, it's just cool. You know, I had like a great workout this morning and a little nap. And then I'm ready to go uh, get my daughter.
0: I saw so, uh, I saw how you yeah. work out, by the way, in your Monday night video, where you just flip the equipment over and throw barbell barbells at the wall. That's not a traditional workout. Well, well uh, the thing with that is that
3: I gotta find a different gym every day because I can't go back to the same gym because uh, the gym is not—it's a room; it's not good anymore. So yeah. I just gotta find a gym every day.
0: By the way, I showed my girlfriend the the video of you uh, biting the the head off of a fish this morning. Yeah, and. Yeah. Uh, she uh, almost threw up like, right in front of me. That
4: was uh... <laughs> <This is> great.
0: <laughs> she really liked you, and then she really didn't like you. Um... Yeah, well,
3: it's one of those deals.
0: <laughs> you, are, you are such an engaging character. Everybody, You are beloved right now by the most hardcore of wrestling fans. Were you surprised how quickly the rumors spread around online that you were joining Ring of Honor before it was even announced?
3: Yeah, because uh, I had to cancel a few shows because uh just waiting for my new visa uh to come in uh with ring of Honor, so i couldn't i couldn't use like my my old visa and uh because nobody wanted to take chance and things like that so I had to cancel like shows and by canceling shows i guess uh some of the great names and you know, in the industries for finding out what the news are or the sources, you know, going back to their sources. Uh, once you, you know, you, you call WWE or NXT or Impact, uh, there's not much left. So
4: yeah. I guess,
3: you know, it wasn't uh, really hard to find out, but I couldn't say where I was going until, until I was making my first live, live appearance, which was like last Saturday in Philly. So yeah now I can talk about it openly
0: so who approached you from ring of honor how did this come apart how did this come about how did how did ring of honor reach out to you
3: uh, it was over it was over a long period of the time i mean <clears throat> they had been i uh, contacted contacting me to, throughout some of their their talent uh, maybe uh, 3 4 even 5 months ago 2 4 months ago huh uh then nothing was happening then i got contacted again uh then nothing happened and then eventually like i could tell like things were getting serious and then uh, during my trip in germany uh, just before my trip in germany uh they contacted me and they were real serious and then uh the, the phones kept you know back and forth me and them uh, continued like throughout my, my trip in Germany. And, uh, as soon as I got back from Germany, um, then I could tell it was really like serious, serious business.
4: Yeah. And,
3: uh, <clears throat> we sat down together and everything. And, uh, we look at, we looked at, uh, different possibilities and I looked on my side at different possibilities. Um, uh, and, uh, I just thought, uh, no, I had, like, uh, I could have made, like, different decisions. Yeah. But I thought, like, me and ROH was the perfect fit.
0: Now, and I know... That was my... Yeah.
3: That's what I thought.
0: I, I know that you're for, a real... For, for I know you're a real particular guy when it comes to the way you're portrayed, the direction you go in the business. What were some of the things that you were looking for when making your deal with Ring of Honor? Well,
3: being able to... Uh, To be part of the uh, creative, like uh, creative sides of the business, not just not not just being told what to do,
4: yeah, uh, but
3: also like uh, working as a team, you know, working as a team uh, for the same goal, you know, for for the company to reach success uh, as much as it is for me to have success. Uh, what can we do together so we can all win, you know, in this situation, we can all, uh, look, you know, uh, at our best. And, uh, that's, that's some, one thing that was really important to me. Uh, their anchor- mm-hmm. The, uh, sorry. sorry, they encouraged, uh, pretty much all the talents, you know, to, uh, Shoot ideas to come up with creative things, and uh, they're really open about the creative sides of the guys, their own workers and their own like employees. And uh, that's one thing that it's great because it's not like you, they're going to throw something at you that you don't feel comfortable with it, and then you just have to do it. Because for me, it was a matter of being myself, so uh, I didn't want to do something that wasn't going to be me. And I guess the fact that, uh, you know, I've been doing like my character for so long
4: yeah, and
3: it got established and got over uh, so pretty strong on the indie scenes.
4: Um,
3: so they, I, I think they knew what they were grabbing. They knew what they were getting.
4: Yeah.
3: And, and, and I think, uh, that's what made my, uh, my decision like clear, you know, like uh, I knew I wanted to be part of something that's growing, uh, has been growing like pretty strong uh, over the last two years. And um, it keeps on growing and uh, the potential there is like enormous. So uh, really glad to be part of that. Really. I think I'm a, at the right place at the right time, and uh, timing is right. The fit is right. Everything is right.
0: I agree. I mean, you you really are. You say the timing is right. You are so hot right now. Twenty nineteen looks like it's going to be a land grab, or the land grab, I guess, just happened here as far as signing wrestlers because there's so much that's going to be happening here in twenty nineteen. Did you have? Uh, were you approached by Impact WWE this this AEW thing by the by the Bucks and Cody? Were did you talk to any other parties before deciding that Ring of Honor yeah. was going to place so you I mean, call home?
3: I mean, I I spoke to uh, every all the parties. Uh, you know, a, a long talk with uh, with some of the WWE people uh, in Los Angeles. Uh, hmm. And my 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 take's been like, if you're really interested in me, you will ask me. You know, for something like you will. You know, you'll, you'll say, you know, PCO, what'd you think of, you know, if you'd come um, come up with us or, you know, what'd you say if, or whatever. And had a long, long talk. And when I, when I, I would see that the conversation was like staying on the surface, it was not going deeper. I didn't press anything, any buttons to try to make it
0: deeper. You, you know what I'm saying? I do. It's, uh, it's, yeah.
3: If I had to stay another year on the indie scenes, I would have stayed another year on the indie scenes. Uh, I really wanted to uh, keep on working my character, keep on getting over, more over, more over, and, uh, and just, just waiting for, you know, who would show most interest, basically. Uh, I, I had talked with all the companies, uh, there's a few that shows you know more interest than the others, but uh, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I decided that I wanted to be with Ring of Honor. I felt like uh, we understood each other perfectly, and we knew we knew where we wanted to go. And um, I'm, let's put it this way: uh, have no regrets. I uh, have like no. Everything is clear in my mind that I made the perfect choice.
0: Now, so, yeah. It's... I mean, it does look like you did. I mean, this Villain Enterprises uh, stable of you, Marty, Brody King, has already really gotten people excited, I, I know, online for sure. Uh, how? Uh, uh, what was the pitch like to you for Villain Enterprises? How long ago did you find out that this would be your introduction to the Ring of Honor fans?
3: Well, I, kind of, uh, I kind of found found out uh, when I showed up for the TV tapings. Huh. Uh, but the thing is that I knew Marty since 2007. In 2007, 2008, we worked a lot together in England before it came over here. Huh. So I knew the chemistry was going to be good because it's like, Everything we did that night in Philly—it's like the time never, uh, never had stopped between two oh seven, tw- two oh eight, and twenty eighteen. It's like you know, I was in the dressing room with Martin two oh eight, and then I was in another dressing room with him in twenty eighteen. Yeah. It seems like the time never went by, you know. Yeah. All the other accomplishments were done by him, and I've done like my my share of them and and, and things like that. Last four, as far as like uh, the, the respect between each other, the communication and everything, um, you know, everything was the same. Uh, same with Nick and I saw him uh, backstage, and I saw him previously, like uh, during the year, at a different shows uh he's, he's a he's a good friend with marty too like uh, i i worked with boat when they they kind of broke in in england and uh i right away i got good friends with them so uh so it seems like the time never stopped between me and them and it was cool and uh brodie king is a, the guy that uh, had tremendous respects for the last year and a half um you know, at Major League Wrestling and Tabola uh, on different uh, like Smash was different indie shows that we worked together. We worked. We have like a feud for Major League Wrestling, and um, as someone that I value a lot, I mean, as work and also like the person itself. So when they when they decided that they want to do this, I mean, everything was like chemistry was already there. Like I everything mean, started to click. You know, we could talk to each other without, you know, uh, uh, basically not too much putting like uh, the white gloves. You know what I'm saying? Like just, just, just being like ourselves and just, just say what we're what we're thinking and uh, and it was good, like good exchange, good communications, and uh, so and I was was really happy uh, to be to be part of Marty's. Uh, Villain Enterprises, you know. So that's something that uh, I think is going to get really, really popular, really over. It's I really think it's going to be
0: crazy. It does seem like it's headed that way. Uh, People really did react well to it. You know, it's I didn't know that you had worked with Marty a decade ago in England. That's really fascinating to me because that would have put him as, like, Party Marty, right? He was not the villain, Marty Skrull, when you were working with him 10 years ago. No,
3: no, no. He was just Marty. Just marty
0: this was pre-party marty. Yeah. This is just Marty Skrull. Yeah. Wow. Um yeah. how, did you It was always Marty Squirrel. So <laughs> yeah. so he was always Marty
3: Squirrel. But, but uh yeah. when from I, I met him, but uh you know, uh you could tell the uh, the amount of passion and the amount of work they were putting into it and you could tell like they were they were going to be successful at one point or another. And uh, they they kind of took different routes. Like Nick went with Impact at one point, and Marty did his thing and ended up being with ROH. Yeah, uh, I didn't know all. I didn't ask him. I didn't know all the details how it ended up there. But um, I mean, it's just uh, one of those things that back then I could have never imagined that we would be in the United States of America for Ring of Honor and know, form a uh, faction together with Brody King i
4: mean yeah. it's
3: something something cool the way everything turns turns out sometimes
4: yeah. you know yeah. things
3: that you do in the past that sometimes you do things you do things and uh, while you're doing it, like, it it seems like it's not gonna lead anywhere it's not gonna mean anything and maybe 10 years later it starts to mean something so that's why you, you always have to you know be at your best all the time, as a person and as an athlete, as everything, you know. Just, just always, you know, be, uh, be cool, you know, and uh, be nice, be cool, be yourself. Basically, be yourself. Don't, don't try to be someone that you're not. And I think that's, that's what's making me uh, who I am. And I'm, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be anyone else than just being totally myself, you know. And, uh, that's it, and uh, the character, the character also is is really like he's. It's really myself, you know. It's really uh, an extension of who I am. Uh, i this this character in wrestling. So that helps a lot. So I don't have to play a role or anything.
0: That's that's kind of scary that that's an extension of yourself. You know, the hearse driving, car battery, heart, uh, apple crushing, plate smashing, PCO. I like that that's like a, an actual that's you. That's that
3: piece. Yeah, of that's me. That, that that's me being a little bit marginal in life. Uh just always being on the other side of the track without, you know, trying to um, trying to uh Interfere with anyone's life. I mean, uh, of course, this is, this is a character that's it's bigger than, than life. But uh, also, like always, like been different. You know, I always like never was like all the others. I was always different.
4: Yeah.
3: Uh, Whatever it was at school, whether it was like, you know, doing another job or uh, in, in everything that I was doing uh if, if i was playing hockey and everybody would like have like uh black tapes on their sticks i would have white tape on my sticks, or i would have black and white tapes on my stick uh, if everybody had like a a a white helmet and then uh, i would have like uh, if if my, if my shirt was like purple i would paint it my 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 helmet myself yellow with a, a spray can so that's this isn't always me, you know. If I would buy some hockey to to play hockey, I would like yeah, take a torch and and then just just uh, um, warm up all, my my stick until I could make like the curve that I need to have to to play with, you know. It's instead of buying my my stick already with that curve that that comes with it, you know, I would always play with my thing. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying it's an extension of who I am, really, you know.
4: Yeah. Well,
3: and uh, that's cool to play someone that you are
0: for sure. Well, getting back a little bit to what you're doing right here now, you brought up you and uh, Brody working together in MLW. I was a little surprised to see you with Ring of Honor because I know that you had uh, been somebody that they, you and Brody both been somebody MLW had been kind of building around a bit. How did uh, how did MLW take the news that you were not going to be able to continue to do shows for them?
3: Well, uh, I think they understood that, and they they, could, they took it all, all right. It was a hard, I think it was a hard blow for them. But the fact of the matter is that they know the name of the game. If you've been offered a contract, uh, and they're they're paying you on a per night deal, I mean you can't compete with that. It's and, a and business, you know, uh, and also you know, you're trying to climb up that ladder, so it's it's just the nature of the business. I think they understand that point. Um, I think they would have liked me to do the Thursday show, uh, but uh, without having my visa, uh, there was no way for me that I could take that chance uh, to go in the States, you know, without a visa. And um, maybe that's the part that the you know, everybody's thinking for themselves, like, basically, like, they're thinking for their, their business, they're thinking for their ratings, they're thinking for, okay, now, uh, no, we invested money in this guy, now we gotta, like, uh, make it, you know, make it pay somewhere uh, on the storyline so we can, like, you know, uh, grab some of the, the time and money that we invested in it. And I couldn't be there on Thursday. And I was really, really sorry for uh, Kurt Bauer and St. Lawrence and all the uh, executives at MLW.
4: Yeah.
3: I'm trying to be as professional as I can. I, right. I was always a man of my word, Trusty, wordy, you know, trustworthy, trustworthy, and, and all that. But sometimes there's things that even if you want to do that, you cannot do because you just cannot do them because – uh, there's too much at stakes, and mm. and it's one of those deals where I felt bad about it, <clears throat> but, like, most of the indie guys that I cancelled, they were all happy for me, and uh, everybody that had, like, tickets with no insurance and things like that, I reimbursed uh, everybody
4: yeah.
3: uh, their money, so I feel like, you know, I I uh, I value my my words uh, very much you know and uh, my act I value my act very much as being one of the most professional guy in the business and uh, it's not like I'm someone who doesn't care uh, okay now I've done there I've been there I don't care about them anymore I'm not going to need them anymore because you never know yeah. you never know in life you want to do things as right as possible that's I'm gonna to try to, to work things out, you know, again with MLW like uh I don't know like if they felt like um uh, they lost a, a plane ticket or something. Um which I doubt. When you're a big company like that, you gotta you gotta have an insurance, but if they can prove it to me and there is a few dollars involved, I'll make sure for the rest there's nothing I could do and um uh, Basically, uh, I've, I've been doing that with everybody, so now everybody's kind of happy for me, and uh, I kept a good relationship with all the promoters on the indie scenes and uh, wishing, uh, wishing uh, them all the all the best, and they, uh, it, it was vice versa. Yeah. They, they were happy for me. Absolutely. So, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, you're here in Ring of Honor now. You debuted Villain Enterprises. It seems like VE has their sights set on The Kingdom, I am very excited about this feud. Uh, Vinny Marcellia obviously has a flair for the horror. Uh, What kind of a story are you hoping to tell with the kingdom, and in particular, Vinny? I just really think you guys are made for each other.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, it came out good across on TV. I mean, the the exchange that we had and everything came out really good. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know what we have in store for them. I don't know how this is going to evolve. Uh, but it really seems like you said that we're going towards big feud against them. And um, we'll just see how everything unrolls. Like, um, it's not that I don't want to give any scoops. It's like uh, I really don't know uh, what are the next steps and sure. how things are going to happen. It's just uh, I'm fresh, you know. I just started, like, last Saturday uh, – it was a big uh, emotional day for me. I've been through so much. Canceling all my bookings, uh, getting the visa ready in time for for my starting date, uh, uh, getting all the paperwork done, and uh, and and meeting a brand you know whole new dressing room, uh, whole new roster. I don't know, probably half of the guys that I met on the indie scenes, but all the regulars, uh, some that I knew from other promotions before.
4: Right,
3: but there's a good amount of guys that i met for the first time and uh so it was a lot it was a lot to uh to uh, to go through <laughs> in such a short period of time yeah
4: uh it's incredible. all
3: the negotiations you know also takes time sometimes you know before you you get so, on the same page you know that the company wants something you want something they want something you want something and you gotta give out, you gotta give out, and things like that. So you know, it's 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 a little nerve wracking sometimes. But uh, at the end of the day, everything works out very well. Both parties are happy, and then uh, now we now that I've been through all that, uh, the emotions, you know, like the emotions and and the being so emotive for for the last. Uh, uh two three weeks uh and then the ice is broken you know yeah and uh now now it's 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 the fun time i think coming ahead coming ahead that's... but i was super excited super pumped for my debut Yeah. and now that's the, the ice is broken now it's like i'm really looking forward like to, uh, to really like make a big huge impact and uh really, really, like, impact our ROH, like, uh, as hard, as, uh, as big as I uh, always wished I uh, would impact, like, a company.
4: That's
0: awesome.
3: So, really focused on that, and really focused on Villain Enterprises.
0: Now, you, uh, you're in such a unique position, because you obviously got to see wrestling in the 90s, through the 2000s, up to now. Uh, you, you talk about being in the locker room. How has the attitude of the wrestlers in the locker room changed? How is locker room culture in general, changed over the last 20 years to you?
3: To me, it's pretty much all the same. The uh, the locker room culture doesn't change that that, that much. I mean, uh, the boys are the boys, and, uh, you know, depending on the territories. Sometimes you have uh, some territories that are more laid back, but you always have, like, characters that are kind of – hard, you know, that are like a different approach, you know, that they're not so easy going. And you have, you have like the guys that are cool, you know, and uh, most of the guys in the Ring of Honor are really, really cool. It's, it's a pretty uh, great dressing room. I mean, uh, but on the first day, you don't know all the insides and uh, who's who really and who's what and what's what because... Uh, No, it's your first night so you you don't you don't get to know much on the surface of everything but i had like a very very warm welcome i felt like i was uh i got uh i got treated very good so especially for all the executives like they were really cool and all the um the the booking comedy and um most of the guys, said, it's been like, uh, it's been a cool experience. So That's it's, awesome. uh, it's some things that, you know, it's not like, uh, I came back from there. And I said, where, what did I do? You know, why did I sign with this company? You know, It's uh, it, um, it makes me make me think even, you know, uh, today, that it was the perfect fit for me, and I did the right choice. I made the right choice. Awesome. And I'm really happy with it. I'm really happy with my decision.
0: Uh, well, I got one last question for you, PCO. I know you got to go pick up your daughter. You got to drive the hearse there, throw her in the back, whatever you do. <laughs> whatever yeah, everybody
3: looks at me like like kind of weird when I get there with the hearse, but, you know, this is
0: my car. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Speaking of the hearse, I got to ask D-Destro. Is he part of Villain Enterprises? Are we gonna see him popping up with you at Ring of Honor?
3: Uh, he's not part of uh, of uh, Villain Enterprises, but uh, D-Destro is like making sure that PCO is there for his friends all the time. Uh, he wants to get the best version of PCO. He's gonna be working hard at getting PCO. Uh, you know. Uh, with as much as electricity as possible in his mind and his body to keep him alive, to keep him going and to keep him going strong and to be there for his friends. And we never know when the distro can show up, but you know, it's going to be something very special. It's going to be on a very special, uh, a moment. And, uh, We'll wait. we'll wait for the perfect, perfect fit to introduce D-Distro. But Zelen Enterprises will go by themselves. The Brody King, Marty's Call, and PCO. Uh, we have a long way uh, to go. We have so many things to accomplish with so many things to do. But d will be on my side, you know, on every day, on every, every day uh, today. Uh, life, you know, like uh, yesterday, like today, like tomorrow. He's my personal trainer. He's my creator. He's taking care of me,
4: and
0: eventually,
3: don't be surprised if he uh, shows up somewhere.
0: So have, that's all I can say. Well, Madison Square Garden certainly seems like a great place uh, for him to be. There, I just wanted to throw that out there. How is that for you? I got. I mean, <laughs>
3: I, that's all right.
0: I, uh, I know I said last question, but, like, yeah, you're going back to the Garden. That's pretty crazy for you. That's got to feel wild. I mean, as as everything's setting in right now, you're going to Madison's for Garden in April in 2019.
3: Yeah. And um, and uh, I've been to the Garden so many times before, and I've worked uh, main events there against Bret Hart. Yep. Uh, Stole his jacket. Yeah. You
0: need to give him back his jacket. Yeah, that's it. And... Uh,
3: um, yeah, it's a, it's a very special building for me. And always, I like, had like great performances there. Uh, it's, it's something where Vince, you know, was, it's in his backyard. So Vince was always there watching the matches behind the curtain or if it was a, a WrestleMania or something like that. And I was just, you know, every 10 years it's over there for WrestleMania, WrestleMania so for Vince, that's uh, that's his house, basically. So um, that's why, you know, every time that I was there, you know, I was performing very well and uh, always got a good accolade from Vince, you know, after each and every match that I've, that I've been doing there. And uh, this one uh, is going to be very particular because uh, it's for uh, the company that I think, you know, uh, like I said, for me, it's the perfect company. For me, it's the best company for me because, uh, you know, all the success they had last year, you know, with the haul-in, uh, with selling out the gardens in less than 30 minutes, with, you know, um, all the, uh, the success for Final, final Battle, uh, the TV taping, the uh, Final Battle, Fallout. And uh, it's just, just the way they've been creating, you know, talents, year after year that's a year they lost a lot of talent but they've always been able to recreate something as big you know if not bigger than the year before and um it's so uh it's so crazy to to be part of a company like that so i'm so pumped and uh there's a lot of great news i think coming up during the year 2019 for roh and uh, I'll be part of that, and that's gonna be pretty crazy. So, uh, uh, and there's plenty of projects, plenty of plans for different things uh, that I can't talk about right now, but we'll keep in touch and eventually you'll call me back or I'll call you back sure. and we'll have another another discussion or another uh, interview. Yes. And uh, we'll see where we're at when when everything happens. So that's, that's pretty cool.
0: Hi, guys. This is uh, Nick. Yes, thank you so much. Uh, I'll throw this out to everybody right now, uh, piggybacking off of the AEW stuff. Uh, One of the hot topics coming out of their uh, rally the other day was the topic of health insurance for their performers. Uh, Is that something that's going to be offered to WOW? I know David was talking about giving them 401K advice and trying to create a better environment for them. Each of our
3: wrestlers is already and has always
0: been insured.
3: So unlike any other wrestling organization, we have uh, full coverage for the talent if they get injured, and many of the performers have appreciated that and said thank you to Jeannie Buss for that. And one thing Jeannie demanded, she demanded it, because I come from a wrestling world, and I basically said, hey, there's no other wrestling organization that does this. And Jeannie says, I don't care. We're changing the status quo,
1: David, and I'm going to make sure our talent is protected. And so we already do it, and we've been doing it from day one due to Jeannie's concern to make sure that the talent is, is protected.
0: Uh, great. And uh, I guess my last question I would have uh, for David, uh, also piggybacking off that, I know you talked about how WOW is going to be showcasing women uh, right up front, but AEW has had talks about, you know, where the, what is their TV deal going to look like? Has there been any uh, discussion between access and aew about maybe adding them to the, the lineup that's very strong already on access That's an Andrew I question. Should take that one
1: <laughs> I'll take that one David. Um, you know obviously we have a strong partner in New Japan Pro wrestling um, and uh, with their announcement too that they're you know coming to Dallas is here to the American Airlines Center um, with aew they're in talks uh, I believe out there for, tele- uh, for television deals. But currently um, we, we are we are not looking to add AEW to the roster, but we'd be open to listening. But our, our first priority would always be to our current partners something good to us. So um, at the current time we are not looking to add AEW.
0: Okay, cool. Thank you guys so much. Thank you very much for tuning in. That wraps up the weekly this week. A lot to get through. We did it, I think, in about as timely fashion as we could. Again, if you're in Chicago this Saturday, meet me at Reggie's Rock Club. I think we're going to meet there. I'll be there around 5 or 6. Then we're going to hop onto the party bus. It's free to ride. I'll be selling beer on the bus as we roll down the highway uh, and go to GCW's 400 Degrees in Summit, Illinois. Uh, And, of course, next week, big news. The Winkley, no longer just Thursday, noon Eastern. We're going to be going live. Tuesday through Thursday, right here on the Wrestling Inc. YouTube channel. Uh, I'll have Justin on Wednesday and Thursdays, and I'll have Michael Weissman on Tuesdays. And you can find the full audio with all the interviews, all the extra audio, like the stuff I sprinkled in today, over on Wrestling Inc. Audio on iTunes. Justin, what do you want to plug, promote, put over here before we wrap up?
1: At Justin Labarro on social media. And if you want to go to Royal Rumble, there's a few spots left uh, in the sweet, too sweet uh, lifestyle. Uh, hit up my friend at Ticket Drew on Twitter. At Ticket Drew, uh, if you want to inquire about how you get uh, set up
0: uh, VIP style at Royal Rumble Alpha Phoenix. There you go. And uh, yes, I'm at Wink Rebel over on Twitter. Give me a follow. Thanks, everybody, for taking in all the coverage we've been putting out the past couple days. Thanks for tuning in today. Thank you for subscribing over on iTunes. And remember, if you winked, you didn't miss it.